what could possibly be happening? All of these beeps and boops and moogity meeks. This is not some call me Tim with pervert fervor. Nay, nay, he has joined us tonight as pervert fervor here on the happy hour, the happiest of hours of all comedy here at Mutiny Radio and beyond the universe. Pervert Fervor, a.k.a. Timothy Renato Pizza, who is also on the showcase to follow, will be doing things in the fills. Beepity booging you and all of your moogie blues. Your first comedian tonight on the happy hour is definitely a favorite here. Uh, a lovely human being. If you guys don't clap hard, I will beat you up. Put your hands together. It's Ginny Hogan! Hi. Really, wasn't really ready. So, um, unlike a lot of women my age, I never receive unwanted sexual attention <laughs> because I want all of it. I love attention. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite. Like, and you know, I'll take any kind of attention, like sexual attention, medical attention, attention from myself on Skype. This is why people Skype. Okay, they Skype so they can look at themselves. Like ever, like when the people who invented Skype were discussing it, they were like, you know what? would really add to the telephone experience, being able to look at yourself while you talk to the person you're calling. Um, I was on the street alone at night and I see a guy and he's like looking at me and like being really creepy and I'm kind of freaked out. And you know like when they, when the guy like passes and you, you want to know if they're still staring at you because you're like freaked out but you don't want them to think you're checking them out? <laughs> David knows. So <laughs> I was like, I like kind of turned around but I didn't want them to think I'm checking them out so I'm like trying to be stealthy. And then he wasn't looking at me anymore and I was like, what did I do? <laughs> You know, like, he was so into me, like, two minutes ago, and then uh, he just got over me so fast. I know. I always get dumped. Um, I've been dumped by, like, many more people than I ever realized I was dating. In fact, usually we don't even define the relationship until the breakup, which point we define it as over. Uh, I know I'm a little old-fashioned about sex, like, I don't do it. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to go long enough without having sex that it becomes like a quirk. <laughs> if there's anything I need, it's another quirk. <laughs> um, uh, I don't think I'm going to do the sex bit. Um, let me think. Okay, I went to the doctor to get a shot, and the nurse said, do you want the needle in your arm or in your butt? And I was like, okay, is there any benefit to getting it in my butt? And she said... Not medically. <laughs> then I was like, well, okay, whose benefit is it? Like, your benefit or mine? <laughs> Turned out it was hers. <laughs> we explored that. Um, I really like, like, the individual packets of Sutter Home. That's, I'm kind of a wino. Uh, <laughs> you guys know what, you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, the self-serve, like, portion control wine bottles? Uh, so good. I, it's not that I don't like expensive wine, it's just that it doesn't mix that well with, like, Diet Coke, so. <laughs> um, and I like, uh, I like when you can, like, you know, like if you go order at a, at a bar and they're like trying to be classy and they don't want you to see that it's like in an individual bottle so they like kind of hide and then like pour it but you can like tell they're pouring it out of a very small bottle because you can totally see them and then they like try to be classy and like drop an ice cube in it. And I'm like, that ruins the flavor. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Donna. And if you're going to put an ice cube, you should freeze the Sutter home 
have a Sutter Home Ice Cube. <laughs> um, but they, you know, like, they have different vintages of Sutter Home. I don't think people know. Or there's, you know, or expiration dates, something like that. Um, I, let me think. Yeah, so I haven't had sex in a while. Um, I'm trying, I think, like, my kind of big concern, if I go, like, too long, is that it's going to be, like, a gap in my resume. And the next guy's going to be like, do you even still know how to do this? <laughs> Thanks, Joseph. Um, I'm not that worried. I think, like, no matter how long I wait, I will be just as good at lying there as I ever, as I ever was. Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard because I feel like I can't have sex again until I'm tired of telling that joke. Hi, guys. I'm Jenny. Jenny Hogan, bearing her soul, but not her pussy to anyone. Yay, yay. All right, everybody. Uh, hey, your next comedian, another uh, lovely human being. We're in a female rock block right here, right now. Uh, everybody, put your hands together for Annette Mullaney! Female rock block of two. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Um, you know, I've been, uh, I wouldn't call myself a prude because usually I find that other people do that for me. Um, but I have been accused of being sex negative, especially in San Francisco. Um, just cause like I refuse to go to orgies with my roommates. Um, I just, it's a really awkward time to talk about the rent. Um, but it's weird to me because I feel like for most of the world, I actually wouldn't be considered a prude. Like for maybe 90, 95% of the world, I'm an inveterate slut. It's just that that other 5% is concentrated here. Um, like, there's places where I would be considered beyond a slut. Um, like, for example, Syria. Uh, I know this because I used to live in Syria. What? And I did very well. Um, I know, you, you know, probably heard some bad things about Syria in the news. This was before the war. Um, so I don't know what you've heard, but I have to say that while I lived there for two and a half years, um, the only thing that got blown up was my phone, and the only thing that got murdered was this pussy. It's a good time. <laughs> Good time. Uh, I did a little too well, got a little married. Is that a fist bump? You like that? <laughs> um, got a little married. Don't worry, though. Uh, I got divorced. Um, yeah, give it up for divorce. Um, so I have a little bit of an issue with binge eating. Um, it's kind of a pastime of mine, although I've been reading a lot of books about meditation, and so I'm trying to take the good with the bad any one of these days now I'm actually going to start. Um, but, you know, there's been some really good things from binge eating. Like, I have never found a more effective birth control. Um, have you ever eaten so much that you can't fit anything else, even a dick? <laughs> Works every time. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, I think I might have found a cure for my binge eating. Um, so I've been seeing this dude, and uh, I wouldn't call my boyfriend because he's explicitly asked me not to on several occasions. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> but I found out this week uh, that he had dates with two other women, and I've been so sick with jealousy, I can't even eat. Um, it's a great diet. Like, pretty soon I'll be able to compete with them, I think. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I found this out because he was telling me how busy he was with work, right? Like, he's so busy, he's canceled two dates this week. 
to which I was like, you had two dates this week? Um, and you know, I guess it's kind of on me because we're at the beginning of dating. You know, I kind of wanted it to stay open. I just never thought that he would be better at it than me. Right, like if I'm gonna be in an open relationship, there's gotta be two conditions. Number one, I have to win. And number two, there has to be more fucking than talking. Um, which if you know anyone in an open relationship is actually a really high bar. Those motherfuckers love to talk. Um, <laughs> what do you fist bumping over? Um, yeah, so uh, he was seeing another woman before, but that really didn't bother me because uh, he described her as saying, well, I have a primary partner, so you're a secondary. And, you know, not to throw, uh, not to throw stones in glass houses, but when you start using language like primary and partner and shit, you just sound like you're wearing a silk robe, right? You sound like shit's a little, like your robe is fucking gaping next to the hot tub. You just sound creepy no matter how gorgeous you are. So I was like, this bitch is fucking creepy. I have nothing to worry about. Um, that's fucking it. All right, thanks, guys. Annette Mulaney. You guys should listen to her every Thursday from 8 to 10 on Ask a Divorcee. Even call in at 415-550-0511 and ask questions of the divorcees. Annette Mulaney, yay! All right, your next comedian, another funny lady, because we are in the female rock block. Put it together, everybody, for Trish Pandia! Is she still getting food across the street? That's possible. It's just okay. Tanya Terrace is really delicious. Oh, here she is! Everybody! I'm glad that you're a Diet Coke lover. Uh, That's what gave me kidney stones. Everybody put your hands together. Trish Pandia! Yeah! Hey. Is this on? Yeah, it's on. Hey, how's it going? Happy Friday. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to drink heavily tonight. Um, a little about me. I just turned 33 a couple days ago. Yeah. My mom said, Trishna, listen to me. Your eggs are dying. Your vagina is like a house in San Francisco. Nobody wants to buy it because there's a hipster inside of it. Uh, last week, I was called the fugly Indian version of Penelope Cruz. No. I know. I know. I was like, oh, my God. My dad is finally talking to me. That's sad, yeah. Um, I hate it when people tell me that I'm Indian, like I don't know that I'm Indian. That's like telling George Lopez that he's Mexican or telling Denzel Washington that he's black or telling Donald Trump that he's a crazy douchebag retarded cunt. <laughs> Um, a lot of people don't realize is they, the Americans took a lot of things that were originally ours, uh, yoga, meditation, laziness. There's a reason why all Bollywood films have so much dancing, because we're too lazy to write the script. I can just imagine this Bollywood director, Rajiv, come here. I'm very tired from shaving my back. Please, help me write this script. Come here. Can you stop changing the light bulbs? Stop changing the light bulbs. Stop changing the light bulbs. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> That's an Indian dance. Got You got it? White people? Come on. Uh, a little thing about me. I want people to think that I'm young, like teenager young. Like if a guy's interested in me, I want him willing to go to prison in order to see my vagina on his iPhone. I... <laughs> 
I think of the reason I want people to think that I'm young because I'm going to be 35. Being 35 is hard because my hormones are out of control. Where my body wants to have a baby like a teenager. It's like, hell yeah, let's do this thing. But my brain is like an old man. No, throw her down the stairs. Um, a lot of my friends say, Trish, being in your 30s is awesome because you're comfortable with who you really are. And they're right. I am comfortable with who I am. The problem is that I'm comfortable being a terrible person. Uh, I refuse to take Uber rides from Asian drivers. I hate white women that like the band Journey. Aww. Sorry, I do not believe in you. No, <laughs> fuck that, I do not believe in you. Um, I like being the token minority in a room to help white people feel less racist. Um, so I have a boyfriend who's been dating a couple years and uh, before we went out, I hadn't dated in a while, so I went on eHarmony. And it said to me, on your first date, you should never drink too much, talk too much, or unleash your emotional baggage on the first date. So I don't get to do anything I want? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, there's so many dating tips out there. There's so many dating tips for women, but there's like no dating tips for men. Dating tips for men is as rare as finding a fat Asian chick. And you just keep looking, and you just keep looking, and then it turns out she's like only half Asian. Here's some dating tips for men. When you put it in, look at my face. <laughs> when you put it in, uh, be Asian, because I'm tired and it fits. <laughs> and when you put it in, tell me you're gonna put it in. Cause then it's just like, could be rape or I consent. I don't know, but just tell me, please. All right, that is my time, thank you. Trish Pandia, keep it going for her, yay! I slept with one Asian guy yeah. once, and it was really interesting because he had a normal-sized penis, very normal, very similar to everything I'd had before. But the thing that I found very interesting is that his pubic hair went thing. He was like straight. It was like straight, perfect. It was first straight pubic hair I've ever seen. Like usually it curls or whatever. This is he was Chinese, and he went fing. <laughs> he was a poet. He had a big dick though. I was, I was happy about that. I only, but that's the first. That's the first and only Asian man I slept with. Now I wish that Ian Kung was here so I could introduce another Asian guy, uh, but unfortunately nay. So uh, we're gonna go uh, with my good friend. Uh, he's Latino. I've never slept with a Latino dude, so I have no idea how big dick their dicks are. Uh, put your hands together for Joseph Ugalde! Yay! Yeah. 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 Uh, which so many mics? I cannot decide. Uh, let's see, uh, Pam. The answer is uh, we can fix that and huge. So there we go. See how easy it is. Uh, we got a dating theme tonight. Um, I am a single man. Never been married. I've never even been engaged. Especially at work. That's right. That's right. Oh, corporate humor. Nice. Uh, I just came to the realization, though, that uh, four different women I've dated, four went out and married the very next guy they went out with after me. Seems like a lot. Yeah. I'm no statistician, but that seems like a trend. I'm just realizing well, I'm not a participant in lifelong love. I am a carrier of the gene.
Yeah. So, ladies, if you're looking to meet Mr. Wright, your most direct path is to go through me. That's right. That's right. Okay. Pause for extended laughter. And uh, yeah, it's it's coming along. It's you know what though? Some people don't believe that. So somebody came up to me and said, "Yeah, that sounds like a bad Dane Cook movie." I said, "Really, sir? Are you suggesting that there's a good Dane Cook movie?" Yeah. See, see, tags, people, tags. That's how we do it in comedy. I don't know. Uh, well, here's an example, though. Uh, I was dating one younger woman. She was just a couple years out of college, and she came after me. She said because I reminded her of her favorite college professor. I said, okay, that's fine. Uh, then she goes home for the holidays, comes back, and says, uh, "Hey, bad news." Uh, I'm now hooking up with my former college professor, so your services are no longer needed. This is a true story. Yeah, it's tough to find out that you are the pale imitation, you know? It's like walking around thinking that you're nice creamy butter and realizing that you're margarine. I know. It's like walking around thinking that you're Prince and then finding out you're the Fresh Prince. Mm. It's like walking around thinking that you're Robert De Niro. And then finding out you're Tony Danza. You see, you see I like to keep my references uh, timely. Thank you. That's how us kids roll. I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, sometimes I just put too much pressure on myself. Yeah. The other day, I caught myself faking an orgasm while masturbating. It's true. I don't like that. I don't know. One person enjoyed that joke. What do you think of the term making love? Making love. You like to use that? It's kind of outdated. People get grossed out on it. How do you make an emotion? How do you do it? I don't know. The best I ever did was uh, I, uh, hmm. hey, look. <laughs> I made mad, passionate apathy to someone. That's right. That's not the word I was looking for, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Did you hear? Uh, According to a study in Cosmopolitan magazine, I, know, I just read it for the recipes, uh, women are more concerned with the way a man grooms his body hair, speaking of which, than they are with his penis size. How do we, what do we think about that? Hmm? Well, I don't know. I thought, well, just in case, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that just to cover my bases. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, you know, uh, waxing It's popular with some people. What do you think? Waxing, yes, no. We got a no, we got a no, we got maybes, I don't know. I don't know, I think I kind of like it. I think I do. You're going to hate this joke, by the way, so be warned. Some women will say to me, oh, what, you want a woman to look like a child? They say, well, no, it's for sanitary reasons. I want her to look like a clean child. And that's horrible. That's the most horrible thing I've ever said. Is that me? I'm Joseph, everybody. Happy Friday. Joseph, you go there, everyone. Yay! I I mean, who doesn't like that sweet, you know, bald pussy? Uh, I'm sorry, I I don't. I say, why we gotta all, why we gotta, why we gotta finger fuck the bud? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I'm talking about weed now. Tree. No, I, I, I think I feel like this this shaving epidemic has gone so far that people are now like shaving their pot plants and they're taking too much off and they really want it manicured in a certain way. And I'm like, stop it. Stop cutting that bush. Stop manicuring. Stop finger fucking that weed. Because I want all those trichomes for myself. <laughs> Am I right? Okay, trichomes are in the I know it's not funny. Your next comedian is very funny, and he's a big supporter here at the station. Uh, today, he's dressed like a lumberjack, and that makes me happy. Um, maybe someday he'll grow a beard, just so I can call him, like, like Jericho, or, no, no, Joshua. Fit the Battle of Jericho, right? No? Jewish stuff. Everybody, put your hands together. It's David Roth! Yay! That was a hot intro, Pamela. Holy shit. The fucking energy in here. Did I walk into Cobbs by accident? Whoa. Jeez Louise. Like Annette was saying, guys, I'm, uh, I'm divorced as well. Give it up for divorce. Right? Yeah. Give it up financially for divorced. Give, uh, give $100,000 up for divorce. And I'm only saying that so the single women in this room know that I have a lot of money. It's just, <laughs> just doing some work, you know, on top of work. Yeah, I... I mean, I wrote like 10 minutes of divorce jokes for you guys, but my wife took half. Ba-boom. Hey. 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 No. I'm going on a date, Pam, on, on Monday with Hinge's 28th most eligible bachelorette. It's pretty exciting. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to share the good things in my life. Fuck comedy. If that's not working out for me, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> it's a great clubhouse. Oh, jeez. Uh, I was I was back home in Michigan. I visited the folks and I saw um, I saw like the first ever I saw the first uh, like a journal entry I wrote after the first time I was intimate with a female. It was it was ex- it was exciting writing. It was like um, what was it? I wrote it down. It's so good. <laughs> it was like every emotional and physical sensation I've ever wanted to feel, I have felt. I am a man now. The mystery is over. I felt her boobs. That's what <laughs> that's what happened. I felt her boobs. It was like, oh, like, oh my god, it's like she's wearing a bikini, but there's no bikini. I didn't even then the next day she like touched my penis and I just like scratched out the whole entry before. I'm like, oh my god, this is so much better. Oh boy. This is such a good set. Remember Jenny Hogan's set? No, it's okay. Um yeah, now I go to a lot of strip clubs now that I'm divorced. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're pretty. They're pretty special in, in North Beach. A lot of strip clubs. Uh, the thing I like about San Francisco is like they make strippers and Jewish. It's pretty cool. You guys ever experienced those Jewish strippers? Uh, I saw one across the room. She looked over. We made nose contact. <laughs> you guys. Are, you guys are assholes. Uh, then she like came over and approached me, and she was like, "So, my name's not actually Raquel. It's Ruchel." <laughs> and then I came. It was, I know. Why did I come, Pam? It was just, it was, it was just like the money-saving part of me kicking in. She wanted me to get a lap dance. I was like, no, I, you've already taken care of that. Um, but my my role at the club has kind of changed a little bit now that I'm 35. I know I'm 35 and I'm here. Uh, but like, I don't know who looks Jesse. I can see Jesse at a strip club, like in the VIP room, doing blow off a stripper's ass. I'm like 10 feet over telling Tiffany to stuff those ones in a Roth IRA. That's my role. Mm-hmm. Are there any Are there any strippers in here? I'm ki- I'm kidding. I would recognize you. Oh boy, am I still on stage? 
Uh, thanks for your private message that I took your number. That was fun. What's your name? Pad, Pad, Padma? Padme? Pad, yeah. Trish, sorry. Trish. <laughs> I took Trish's number. Pa every, every cute Indian girl is Padma Lakshi to me. Um, where's Eric Krasner? He's supposed to be next. All right, Pam. This has been really fun. I've been David. Thanks. I know it's confusing. People uh, signed up and didn't show up. What, did something else happen in the interim? What happened? It's nice out. It's nice. Is every, what does that mean? You Comedians do other things? Comedians do other things than comedy? This confuses me. This is a thing? This has got, all right. Matthew Quirk is up soon. I would like, well, let's check the list and see who's up next and we'll figure. Hey, hey, he's here. He loves CrossFit. Uh, he's, he's in his workout clothes right now. I think he actually just left and didn't even, didn't even shower uh, like every other comedian. He smells weird. Uh, put your hands together, everybody. It's Jesse Warren. Yay! I, I smell I'm good. I'm wearing pheromones right now. I smell my pheromones. I smell like... Uh, Burgers. All right. So I think that uh, I saw the worst shirt that I've ever seen today. I saw this shirt. This is a real shirt. Saw somebody wearing this shirt that said, "The cloth that I'm cut from is sold out permanently." <laughs> Isn't that the worst thing you've ever seen? Fucking eat dicks, dude. This is crazy that you're wearing this. But I was torn because plot twist: there's a beautiful woman wearing this shirt. It's a beautiful, tiny little blonde girl wearing this bullshit-ass shirt. So I was torn because part of me hated her, but all of me loved everything about her and wanted to talk to her. So I walked up to her, and uh, she peed all over my feet. I don't know. I, like, made up, like, the ending to that story. But I saw that shirt, <laughs> and it was a dude. I ran out of lies. But I saw that shirt, and it was crazy, man. Never wear that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, fuck that shirt. Yeah, fuck that shirt, man. All right. Uh, I've noticed that the people that I know that have the least going on are the most likely to tell me that anything is possible. Like, I was at 24-hour fitness, and this personal trainer was yelling at this guy saying, you can do anything you set your mind to. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking personal trainer. Why, at this 24-hour fitness, why can you tell that to anybody? What gives you the right to tell that to anybody? You're working like if you, if this is really your dream job, shouldn't you at least be like an Equinox trainer where the machines are gold plated and it doesn't smell awful? Can you imagine spend eight hours a day in a fucking twenty four hour fitness? Better than, fitness? <laughs> Better than what? Yeah, I guess that's the worst gym. Maybe I should change it to not that many. Do okay. Here's the thing about Planet. Do people know about Planet Fitness? Do you guys Do you guys know about? Uh, yeah, it's a fucking deal. It's awesome. But it, the thing is that they have this thing called the Lunk Alarm. You guys know what this is? It's fucking crazy. If you drop a weight, this alarm goes off, and it's like eh, eh, assholes in the house. But dude, I was just trying to lift some heavy ass weight. Don't fucking. Fucking give me shit for that, man. Turn this alarm off. 
Alright, cool. Uh, anyway, it's a bullshit. It's a bullshit concept. I don't like. I don't like it one bit. It's discouraging you from like working hard, man. Yeah. Alright, David. Thank you for uh, allowing me to riff off of that. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Fitness comedy. Fitness comedy. It's my niche, man. It's my niche. It's, it's a very niche. Niche comedy market, but uh, I'm gonna try. So in uh, in college, I thought I was really passionate about computer engineering, but then I graduated and I realized, wait, no, I was passionate about Adderall. It was Adderall that I was passionate about. Computers are gross. I hate them. So now I'm like, fuck, dude. I don't even know what to do. I get really anxious when people ask me what I'm passionate about, because you're not allowed to say like stuff that's just fun. You can't. I can't just be like, yeah, man, I really like getting high and watching YouTube. Even though that's like the thing I'm probably most passionate about. I'm going to do that right after I get done here. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of the night. Maybe watch Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so I, this, is, this is what Stranger Things does to me. The other day I had like a random nosebleed. And I was like, shit, maybe I should ease up at work. Maybe I should take things a little easier, overexerting myself. All right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Jesse Warren, everyone. Yay! CrossFit. I don't understand it. He pays $37 an hour to do manual labor, and my boyfriend gets paid 25 Who's the winner? <laughs> Me. Uh, I'm certainly a winner because of your next comedian. I'm excited that he's here, and he's coming up next. Everybody, put your hands together in this political time. It's time for a real leader, and I say hashtag ginger lives matter. Everybody put your hands together for Matthew Quirk! Let me put this short microphone, because according to Tinder, I'm uh, undateable. That's my jerk-off grip, just ripping metal from metal. That's right, let me say that in the microphone. Uh, yeah, so, gosh, I didn't want to get all political in here because I already uh, I, I sent in my mail-in ballot, which means, politically speaking, I'm better than you are. <laughs> I'm superior to you. I'm a better American. That's that. Uh, yeah, so uh, politics is over. I mean, life is over. Trump for president. I voted for Trump. Fuck it. Let's do this. I, I can't wait for the end of the world, right? I mean, we're past the tipping point on everything. Right? We're releasing methane gas in the air like crazy. Greenland's melting. Let's fucking, why have a long, slow death with global warming when we can just fucking power out of here in four quick years while there's still fresh fish in the ocean and fruit on the trees? And we can just do this right, man. Trump for president. Let's burn through these resources. I mean, we can't rely on you millennials for the future. So fuck it. Man, you guys are deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread. I mean... I mean, what are we going to do with you guys? When you guys are raving hordes, I'm just going to make a couple sandwiches and fight off your whole fucking generation. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah, now that you know, we're at a hypoallergenic soap, I mean, you guys are about to have a big die-off anyway, right? You're going to touch actual dirt and just fucking die, right? No? I think so. 
So, yeah, vote for Trump. I mean, I think everyone's been too hard on Trump. Like, we're all fucking hard on him for losing $900 million, man. How do you expect him to hold on to $900 million with those tiny, tiny hands? <laughs> and get ready. He's, when he becomes president, man, I mean, look at the businesses he's bankrupted. Like, every fucking successful business possible, he's bankrupted. He's the perfect president for our future because we're bankrupt. He's going to be the best last president we could have hoped for to oversee our final bankruptcy. And it'll be great for Trump. He'll be rich at the end. This will be an oligarch in Russia while we're all slave laboring for our Chinese overlords. <laughs> I was just... Um, no, I tried to look away for you for the Russian oligarchy thing because I don't want a hit put out on me. But I felt it was safe to look back at you for the Chinese overlords. I thought you would agree because you know the plan. You know the Chinese overlords are coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't worry, you know, it'll suck for the guys, but it'll be great for you ladies. There are five, uh, 50 million, because of the one-child policy, 50 million eligible bachelors in China with no hope of getting... So sad. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be sad for you when they get here, because they're going to just scoop up. They're going to be loyal. They're going to be so fucking loyal when they get here. Oh, I better hurry this up. Uh, yeah, where was I? Trump for president. Yeah, he's totally going to legalize grabbing women by the pussy. I mean, he said he was going to make America great, but I didn't know how great. So I guess I'll leave you with that. The very political Matthew Quirk telling us about our future. Yay, I'm so scared. Uh, honestly, if Trump is elected, I have to move to South Korea uh, because I'm going to just teach over there. It's that easy. I have two master's degrees. What the fuck am I doing here, right? I can't get a job here. Make 60 grand over there and just live there. So sad face, if he, but, but my life might be totally different and better. So yay. <laughs> Go Trump. What? Oh, thanks. Yeah, they're about the New Radio Comedy Festival right now. You guys can submit. It's only $5. That's amazing. And we're only accepting local comedians this year. Like your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody. He's not really local. Like, really, he's our, he's our uh, token commie pinko liberal because <laughs> he's really he's Russian. I, I don't know if he's liberal, but I know that he's a commie pinko. <laughs> everybody put your hands together for Gene Feld. Yeah! <laughs> Keep it going for Pam, everybody. All right. So let's start this. So I have a question. Do you guys think that honor is something one must resort to if they're just unable to process shame? All right. Fuck. Okay. There was a two master's degree minimum in this show, no, Pam? <laughs> the fuck? You're wasting my time here. All right. Um, well, let's talk about some important issues. You know, election season, so a bunch of things have been said about the gap between the rich and the poor. <laughs> and we can observe it right now. See, yeah, yeah, this is an example, actually, of the gap between the rich and the poor. Um, but the gap <laughs> Holy fuck, I'm getting good. I can just stand here. 
These suckers will just laugh. Anyways, the gap between the fucking smart and the stupid, that's going to kill us eventually. And no one is talking about it. Right? And I don't mean to, like, I'm not suggesting I'm better than the stupid, you know, just a little smarter. Like, I thought stupid thoughts. I, I admit I saw a lady, she was disabled on a scooter once, and she was um, uh, going up a hill in San Francisco. There's a small dog running in front of her, and the first thing I thought was, wow, this chihuahua can really pull some weight. You know, I admit that uh, it takes me a bit to get your, whatever, modern cultural references. For the longest time, I thought that the word hipster was just a really new way to refer to an orthopedic surgeon. And it was really confusing. Yeah, no, it was so fucking confusing. It's like, why are orthopedic surgeons in the news so much lately? What the fuck does it all have to do with PBR and mason jars and pickles? Uh, whatever, but, like, that, but that's not the gap that I'm talking about, right? Like, the gap I'm talking about is the gap between, like, a climate scientist and an average Joe Schmo who doesn't believe global warming is real. Like, that's a scary fucking gap. Uh, and you know how big it is? It's like 100 million people big. Just in America. 30% of Americans do not believe that global warming is real. Um, right, and in the good old days, when, you know, grabbing women by the pussy was just a innocent fun, <laughs> and the country was still great, in the good old days, a climate scientist would get a TV show, or not a show, obviously, a TV appearance every now and then, maybe an article in a newspaper or magazine, and the stupid would just shut the fuck up, and they couldn't figure out how to use a Blackberry, and we're all safe, right? But then Steve Jobs comes out with the fucking iPhone, and now the stupid can offer their opinions from any place at any time. Thanks to iPhone 7, they can even do so while they're fishing out of the toilet. And, uh, you know, and now you get, like, some climate scientist comes up with an article, and some moron looks at it and goes, like, yeah, what a fag. Here, I'll post my dick here. Post. Like. Oh, look, guys. I got 99,999 more likes than the fucking article I posted a dick pic next to. So, uh, humans are not ready for the Internet. Th that's what I'm trying to say, basically. That's, that's... It was a very long way to arrive to that point. <laughs> We're not ready for ubiquitous connectivity. Thank you very much, guys. I'm Gene Feld. Gene Feld, everybody bringing up an excellent point. Uh, for Halloween, I dressed up as a homeless polar bear, and I had a sign that said, global warming is real. <laughs> But everyone around town was like, I know, it's super real. Like, people would stop me and be like, I know, it's real. <laughs> so I was sort of like preaching to the choir on that one. But I was like, I'm an activist polar bear for Halloween. Global warming is real. T-Rex bones were put together wrong. You're next. That's another whole thing. Did Mark Pittman just go potty? Darn it. I was going to put him up next. Instead, your next comedian uh, is a very funny man, and we're excited to see him put your hands together for Ian Levy. Yay! Oh, dear. Um, how many electricians does it take to change a light bulb? One. 
more would be redundant. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fact. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've been trying to write more jokes recently. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I was gonna, you know, I was, I was gonna write a joke about tracing paper, but I was like, you know what? That's where I draw the line. So, boom. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good fucking joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've, I've been thinking a lot, actually, more about uh, myself as a, a person trying to, trying to figure out who I am. Um, I, and I, I realized recently I might have uh, abandonment issues, right? I might have abandonment issues because I don't cry often. And I think it would be better if, if I did cry. I think it's a healthy thing to do. But I don't cry often. But the times in my life I do remember crying are when someone left, right? Like I can remember being like 10 years old and my best friend from across the street told me she was moving away and I ran home crying. And then I remember crying the night I found out my dad was moving out of our house. And I also like cry whenever my Uber driver reaches his destination. You know, it's time for us to part ways. His name was Richard. He gave a water. <laughs> that was destiny. Now, is that too sad? I don't know. I think that's funny. But you guys, from the look at your face, no. <laughs> uh, that's, that's okay. I've been trying to figure out, not just myself, I've been trying to figure out other people, just try to re relate to other people. I was talking to a female friend of mine the other day, uh, and she was telling me whenever she's on the bus, right, uh, she has her headphones in, uh, so she's not yelled at and harassed by men on the bus, right, which is, which is experience I've never had to go through, I, which I told her, like, I've never had to, like, in fact, whenever I'm on the bus, I don't have my headphones in because I'm always too busy yelling at and harassing women. Like, that's my, you know, just, and I don't, I don't understand why I'm, I'm so lonely still. Like, I'm a nice guy. I, I just, I'm just telling them to smile more. What's wrong with that, guys? <laughs> it's such a shitty thing to say. I, um, I, um, I, to, earlier today, I was walking down the street, and there's these uh, construction worker guys up on um, some scaffolding, uh, painting, um, just just painting a house, and these these children were walking by, and it was it looked like um, kind of like a preschool thing. Like the kids must have been four or five years old. And have you ever seen where they're on like there's a rope, and all the kids hold on. It's like one adult on either end, so the kids don't wander off. They were going down the street, um, and like the kids were like looking up at the guys on the scaffolding, and like the woman leading the rope was like, oh, how do you think they got up there? You know, they must have flown up there, right? And the kids were like, wow, flown, which seems excessive right like that seems silly. why ch tell children like we we tell children things that are amazing to us so but, but they don't need that like anything is amazing to a child like if you make a child ovaltine it will blow their mind like that's it's, it's true it's the same it's the same like with the story of santa claus we have all these things that are like magic and crazy to us but the kids don't, like, to a kid, like, Santa flying in a sleigh would be just as exciting if you showed up in, like, a tandem bicycle. Like, that's, I don't know. That was my, that was my big closer. Boom! I hope that, no, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, I'll, I'll just end, end on this. I've been trying to, um, I've been thinking about relating more to uh, people, relating more to uh, old people particularly. Just thinking about different experiences people had had, right? Like I've been thinking about my grandmother who's just had a completely different life experience than I could have. Like when my grandmother was eight years old, she moved to California from Oklahoma to escape the Dust Bowl, right? And she always tells us this story. She says like, we moved to California and the first thing I did was my sister and I ran inside the house to use the toilet because we'd never seen an indoor toilet before, right? That's an experience my grandmother had. And every time she tells me that story, it always just makes me want to say, uh, Grandma, shut up, you old whore. 
Like, we should have put you in that home. <laughs> I'm tired of your goddamn toilet story. <laughs> like, it's completely unrelatable. Everyone has a toilet. That's <laughs> dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. I wish you were the one who died and grandpa was still here. No, that's <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, my, my grandmother's really nice. I, I actually like her. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> Ian Levy! Heartless? I don't know. I, I was eating a peanut, and you know when you eat peanuts and you eat one that's weird, you know, and you're like, oh, how did that peanut taste so weird? How does this one peanut taste like ass and the rest of the peanuts taste so good? And you can't tell because of the color of the peanut. Like, sometimes it's darker, and you think, like, oh, it's not going to be a good peanut, but it still is. And sometimes even the light ones taste, like, weird. What is, something's wrong with the peanut industry. What I'm saying is, <laughs> color doesn't matter. Uh, your next comedian is a very funny man, and I met him last night at the Brainwash, and so I'm going to remember his first and last name forever. Put your hands together. It's his first time here at Mutiny Radio. It's Mark Pittman! Yay! 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 Hello, folks. Uh, no black jokes. I've, I haven't heard a single black joke yet, so... Uh, <laughs> This, this is what I really like about being in, in San Francisco, though, is that, you know, the comedy is so great, is that, uh, you know, your average comedian has the uh, high level of passive aggressiveness. Like, uh, I was hanging out at a bar one time, and these three white guys are outside. It's about 6 o'clock at night, and I go outside, and they go, oh, it's a little dark out here. And it's like, I get it. I get it. I just got out here. Fair. And then, but what I hate is that the long perpetuated rumor that black people can't swim. Uh, that's just a way of saying they don't want us in the gene pool. So that's pretty, it's pretty brutal. So, uh, no, but uh, I originally got into comedy. They try to get uh, a girl, <laughs> uh, the girl actually. Um, this girl I dated way back in, in, uh, in high school. She was very, uh, she was the cutest girl I've ever seen in my life. She was this uh, white blonde. She had very smooth skin. Really liked her. Uh, hello. Hi. Have a seat. Absolutely. Uh, you're getting in at the good part. Um, the girl I liked, she was very white. She was, uh, I really, really liked coming on her face because she had really big dimples. And whenever I, would, whenever I would just unleash on her, it would look like a bowl of milk just in her dimple right there. It was very, very, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, we're, we're here in the future, and uh, let's talk about my mom, okay? All right, let's talk about her. Uh, she she touched me when I was younger, but I, I and I, and I, and I, I confronted her about it finally. I stood up to her face to face this past weekend uh, and just let her know how that affected me. And she goes, look, everyone dies. Get over, get over it. And I, just, I hate it because it ruined a very cool element of, of being a human being, which is sex. Because any time I try to talk to a female, uh, if it's non-sexual, uh, you know, it goes by pretty well. But the second I go in for the clothes, there's this memory of my mom just honking my scrotum like a clown nose uh, from when I was younger, and it just, that's why I look like this every time I talk to a female, because it's just the memory, the memory of it happening uh, just comes up whenever I get their sexual tension in the room. Um, totally opposite of what it is right now. Um, but, uh, 
you know, I'd like to I'd like to hate on females for the next uh, couple minutes. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, fair enough. Um, like you, like you are about to experience every hated feeling I have towards your kind, towards <laughs> women. You have a vagina, right? Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. For fifty dollars, I bet you I could. For fifty bill? No. All right. No. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> uh, but uh, okay. I'll, I'll I'll back up. I'll back up. That's fine. That's fine. My dad bought me one of you guys, and uh, they they tried to. Uh, she tried to. She she unleashed the. She revealed the nature of, of how shitty a woman are. Because she was already paid for by my father, by my dad. And when I met her, she wanted even more after looking at me. And I just thought, be professional here, OK? You, you were already, she wanted me to compliment her, like this chick here. Uh, can I get your name? Yeah. Not even your name? How much for your name? Nothing for your name? Okay. Um, well, it's fine. It should be. It should be. It should be awkward in here. It should be. Um, is that me? Yeah, that's you. Babe. That's me. That's me. Yay! Everyone enjoy their time. Yay! Absolutely. Uh, Misogyny is alive and well. Trump 2016. Yay! Yay! Mark Pittman. Yay! It's okay, I have a sense of humor. Uh, if you were offended by our last comedian, our next comedian is really going to make you swim around in a, in a joy of wonderment. Uh, he's one of my favorite people. And right now, he is matching his PBR can. Uh, and that's amazing. Put your hands together. Everyone, it's Zach Oh, Wiseman! Yeah! Hello. Uh, I don't like uh, the term racist, not because, like, people use uh, the term racism to also imply that those people are in power, and I just don't like that jumbly word shit. It's stupid. Well, I have to call people bigots based on where we are. Like, if I go down to Clement Street, I'm like, look at all the chinkos. They'd be like, that man's a fucking racist. But I take a plane to China, I'm like, look at all the chinkos. They'd be like, at least he's not racist, you know? That's fucking ridiculous to me. I don't like it at all. What kind of yogurt do they put on those pretzels? Huh? I've never seen that fucking yogurt anywhere else. <laughs> I was uh, I was talking to my friend, and he he gets it. <laughs> I was I was talking to my friend, and he was in the military, and if, uh, for a while he was stationed in Sudan, and he's relating this story to me. He was like, "Yeah, we're hanging out with the uh, Sudanese troops, and this black officer." Uh, he's hanging out, and he's like, hey, white guy, you're outnumbered now, ha, 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 But the Sudanese troops were like, uh, you're an American. Go hang out with the Americans. And I was like, god damn, that's brutal. Like, he went back to Africa, and Africa was like, we said all sales are final, so. Uh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yo yogurt went back to Africa, and Africa. Ah, <laughs> oh, goddamn. I uh, I just got back from Sacramento. I took an Amtrak to Sacramento. I went to the Amtrak station. And I bought a ticket. 
And they said, uh, you need an ID. And I said, I don't have one. And they just sold me a ticket. And I went to Sacramento, and I tried to come back. And Amtrak was like, uh, you need an ID. And I was like, well, I don't have one. And they're like, yep, nope, can't go. And I was like, but you, your company sold me a thing here. And I don't know if you know like how the train system works. Like, you can just walk on a train. They don't check your tickets until the train is fucking moving. So I don't like. It blows my mind that I can get on a train without an ID, but I can't buy a ticket to get on a train without an ID. That's ridiculous. Like, if I want to blow the fucking train up, I'll just walk onto the train with the bomb, wait for it to move, and blow the... Do you have a ticket, sir? Yeah, right here. Hey, fuck off. That's what I'm saying. I mean... I'm going to look at my napkin. Hey, what kind of yogurt they put on the pretzels anyway? <laughs> uh, I think it's funny that uh, women want like a big, tall, strong dude. Like basically they just want a rapist body type, which is, it's not me, you know what I mean? I got more of a date rapist body type going on, you know? Know how to read the pill bottle is what I'm saying. She honked me. Uh, for, ha- for Halloween, I was a tiny hulk, which... Uh, <laughs> I just put on uh, some little girl's uh, tiny pants, uh, cut them at the knee, and also covered my entire body in paint. Uh, And I ran around, and uh, I was Tiny Hulk, right? So I wasn't fully mad. I just insisted that I was not mad at all. You're like, oh, what are you, angry? I've never been angry in my fucking life! (laughs) You look really angry. I'm not angry! I'm just very dissatisfied with the service! All right, I'm leaving. Wiseman, everyone. Oh. Trying to light a fire here. This comedy lit a fire under my ass. It made me knock the light over. And sort of narrowly averted tragedy. Thank you, Jeff Dean. Zach Wiseman, everyone. A narrowly averted tragedy. Every single time. <laughs> um, yay! You're next, comedian. Uh, yeah, Chris Armijo, yeah? I pronounced the J is pronounced like an H, right? Yeah! I took French. <laughs> I know a little Spanglish here and there, but your next comedian, that's a cool last name, starts with a J, sounds like an H, put your hands together for Chris Armijo! Yay! Yes. Give it up for your host, Pam. Some, I, we got golf claps in, the, uh, in the, the radio booth and thumbs up. Okay, cool, awesome. Um, I, I'm from a, I, I was actually born here in San Francisco, but I grew up in a town called Ogden, Utah, you know, home of the 2002 Olympic curling event. So you're all familiar with Ogden, Utah, obviously. Um, it was also, Ogden, Utah was also known for having a huge meth problem. And I don't, I don't think it did. I don't think it had a huge meth problem. I think people had a living in Ogden, Utah problem. And I think many people just found a meth solution. I, um, I, I, I'm, doing a, I'm doing a veteran show on the 10th, and, uh, and, and that's because after high school, I joined the Coast Guard. Um, and yes, the Coast Guard's part of the military, goddammit. You know, if you watch a World War I or World War II, he gets it. No, if you, get, if you watch a World War I or a World War II movie, and the troops are storming the beach, who do you think's driving them to the beach? <laughs> that's right. It's usually the Navy. But every once in a while... <laughs> Every once in a while, it's the Coast Guard. I mean, we, we help out. 
we definitely help out. Um, you know, and obviously I joined the Coast Guard because I wanted to be hardcore. I wanted to be hardcore. I even took my detailer aside and I said, listen, man, I want to be put in the shit. And, you know, I was thrilled when I found out I got stationed in Eureka, California. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, these, okay, these are sad laughs, but okay. <laughs> but no, I have, no, I, no, Eureka, Eureka was awesome. Actually, Eureka was a pretty cool, uh, cool place. I, um, we had a good setup. We actually lived in like a fourplex over there. We actually had a housing unit, which is actually uncommon because usually in your first station you get put in barracks, and barracks suck. We, um, I remember I was in the, this uh, fourplex with like all the other single Coast Guard guys, so we had like raging parties. And in, a, in my backyard, we had a uh, fire pit. And I remember one time we were having a party, and somebody threw gasoline into the fire pit. And unfortunately, the fire followed the... Uh, the gas all the way back to the fire tank. The guy threw the threw the freaking uh, gas tank across the yard and lit my whole yard on fire. But luckily, luckily, you know, it was the party was filled with Coast Guard people, so we fought the fire. And I remember I was fighting the fire, and all of a sudden I hear the scream to my right, and I looked over, and my uh, my my roommate he's on fire, and he and you know he he stopped, dropped, and uh, and burned. He um. You know, and it's really awesome that we came up with a three-step system to follow if we ever find ourselves on fire. It just turns out three steps is a lot to remember when you're actually on fire. And, <laughs> oh, gosh, my mom loves that joke. Anyway, um, no, I mean, it's, I mean, just, just like if, I don't know, if you're ever on fire, just remember to roll, God damn it, remember to roll, or you just, it's kind of like stop, drop, and burn to death. That's what, that's what that all becomes. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, uh, uh, I do a little Uber driving on the weekends. Yeah, Chris. Woo. Yeah, yeah, I do a little Uber driving on the weekends. And, uh, and a, couple, a couple weeks ago, I met the girl in my dreams. She, um, she, she was smart. She was funny. She was beautiful. And, uh, you know, when she left my car, I couldn't help but wonder, did I, did I miss out? Did I miss out? Did I just miss an opportunity? Was that, was that the girl? Was she the one? Was she the one? that just left the wet spot in my passenger seat. Did the girl in my dreams just dr like freaking pee in my car? That's what I thought. And you know, I, I mean, on some level it's awesome because obviously she liked me. This is a girl who stakes her territory. And <laughs> I'm just getting sounds out of the audience. This is great. Okay, anyway. No, I mean, on one end that's incredibly rude, but on the other end, you know, it didn't smell that bad and it tasted great. God damn, this is, that's it. All right, that, the, hey, that was my big closer, guys. So uh, th th thank you. I'm done speaking. Thank you very much for listening. Where am I? Keep it going for Chris Armijo. He didn't start the fire. It was always turning since the world was burning. Like his roommate, that's really scary. Your friend was on fire. <laughs> Good story. Uh, your next comedian uh, is a lovely human being. I'm glad that he's here tonight, and I know how to pronounce his last name, everybody. It's Dan Shively! Yay! All right, guys. Is this the right microphone? Any yeah. Microphone is the right. 
All right, cool. I'm going to start with this because it just happened uh, yesterday. I, uh, I, had, I was taking an Uber ride, and my Uber driver was really frustrated as soon as I got in. He was like, someone ju- I just got an email from Uber saying that someone, one of my passengers, reported me for saying like, really awful discriminatory things, and I didn't do anything. Like I'm so frustrated now, right now. I hate driving in San Francisco. And I, I tried to comfort him. I was just like, hey, man, you don't have to worry about them. People in San Francisco are too fucking sensitive. Every, and every, the passengers here are so coddled that, like, they expect too much. Fast forward a couple minutes into the conversation, and he was like, yeah, and I don't think gay guys should be able to adopt babies. <laughs> I was like, there's your problem, motherfucker. He was from Texas, so what are you going to do? They don't like gay babies there. Um, yeah, so I'm a, I have a kind of a cool job. I'm a private investigator. Uh, it's fun. I follow people around all day. People hire my firm to investigate things, right? So I'm like a sleuth. I'm like the Hardy Boys of low-level insurance fraud. I'm like Magnum PI for rich guys cheating on their wives. I'm like the Sherlock Holmes of making sure old people are actually still alive. <laughs> and that their children are not secretly still cashing their checks post-mortem. Yeah, I'm a funny job. I'm, I'm really good at being a, an investigator because no one ever notices me. Like, I follow people in my car all day, follow them to Safeway, and I know they never notice me because fucking no one ever notices me. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I'm also an, an Uber driver. Uh, yeah, fucking, oh, God. Yay for the lower class. Um, so I, I had a passenger the other day, and this bit involves an impression, so hold on to your tits. Um, he got in the car. He's a super fucking old guy, right? And I was uh, his name was Gerald. It pops up on the thing, you know, that, the little, your passenger's name. I was like, hey, Gerald, how you doing? And he's like, he had an oxygen mask. He was like, it's taking forever. Which immediately I was like, fucking I love this guy already. Sarcastic about his own life. Can't wait to die. Um, And so he asked me about my other job, just like every Uber passenger in history has ever asked is, what's your your other job? Do you have another job? And I, I, I was like, yeah, I'm a private investigator. He was impressed, so I started to tell him a little more. I was like, yeah. A lot of times when I'm done with my case for the day and my subject of my investigation has gone home, I'll turn on my Uber app because sometimes the person I'm following needs an Uber ride somewhere. (laughs) And it's like a really good way to get um, information out of them. And then Gerald was like, stop the car right now. I have to get out. I was like, "Gerald, Gerald, you're too old to be cheating on your wife, man. Should probably come up with a different ending for that. <laughs> uh, all right, the fucking horn honked. So, um, what's a quick one I can do? I don't know. Thanks for laughing at some of the stuff, guys. That's good. Building my confidence. Have a great night. Dan Shively, everyone! Yay! Private investigator. Uh, I, I, yay. I'm, uh, now I'm all, hey, Maddie, I see you. 
uh, your next comedian. He's actually on the showcase tonight, and I'm excited about that, called All the Single Ladies and Dudes, but mostly dudes. <laughs> There's only two single ladies on the show. It's it's like seven single dudes and two single ladies, so we'll see what happens tonight. But he's one of them. You guys are going to laugh. Put your hands together. It's Jeff Dean. Yay! I'm still single, yes. Um, I know this was like at the beginning of the mic, but I want to bring up like the bare vaginas again. You know? Yeah. I don't like waxed vaginas either. I think it's very strange. No? No one's with me on this one. Thank you. Thank you. I like like a little like to remember that they're an adult, you know? But also, I don't like like a full bish either because when I was a kid, my mom would walk around naked a lot and it just like, it brings me back. <laughs> so, I don't know, somewhere in the middle is what I like, I guess, if, if anyone was wondering. Yeah, <laughs> David's like, that's not a joke that you should ever do. <laughs> um, and you were talking about crying the other day. Crying is underrated. Crying, I cried the other day, it was great. Uh, I felt so much better. Um, <laughs> uh, it, like, like people say like yoga is therapeutic or like masturbation is therapeutic, but like crying is the best, you know? Or like crying while masturbating, I can only imagine. Like, <laughs> I've never done it myself, but I'd like to interview someone who has. I'm sure it's great. Um, that's like a real tearjerker, you know? <laughs> yeah, am I right? There we go. <laughs> Speaking of tearjerkers, I watched Goodwill Hunting. Oh man, bawling my eyes out. That's like the one where y you like write yourself a note to call your dad the next day, you know? And then you wake up and you're like, what? Why would I do that? Um, cut that one. <laughs> um, people always tell me like I need to like get some perspective, you know? Um, and I don't really know what that means. That means just like observe others who have shittier lives than you, I guess. I don't know. Like it's good to remember that you're better than other people. People are like, be grateful. Like, you know, you might not be keeping up with the Joneses, but you're like beating the shit out of John down the street, you know? <laughs> like John down the street just lost his job and his wife. Like fuck that guy, you know? He's a loser, right? Anyway. Uh, be grateful. You got to be grateful. Um, I've been hanging out. I, I uh, have friends visit from Reno pretty often. Um, and I don't like it as much as I used to. I, I feel like I, I have uh, like a much more interesting life according to Facebook than I really do. So when they come, they're always like, Jeff, we got to go out. We got to like hit the town in San Francisco. We got to get laid. And it's like, that's so unrealistic. Like I never do that. Why are we... Why are we doing that? Um, and it's always just me and one other guy, and we're like hanging out. I'm like, we gotta get this bonding time, you know, me and him. And like, we're, we're on the side of the dance floor, like trying to like find two other girls that are also going out, because apparently they do that sometimes, just the two of them. And they see us like, it looks like we're writing a play up for like five minutes. Like they know we're coming to hit on them. Come in. Is that like doorbell <laughs> ditch or something? But it's like they can see us coming, you know? Like we're like we're drawing up this play and it's like we're yeah, we're gonna come talk to you, but like 
just give us a second. You know, I can only imagine how it feels for them. Um, yeah, that was rough. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then what always ends up happening is like he ends up making out with another girl. And it's like, what happened to us, you know? <laughs> now I'm forced to talk to someone or just like keep cracking my knuckles in the middle of the dance floor. I don't know. Anyway, I'm Jeff Dean. That's my time. Next show where he's on it, yay, and then yay. I'm gonna fix this and put that over here and get it just out of the way. Okay, see, now I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yay! All right, uh, we're gonna have your next comedian. I'm gonna tell you the next three so you guys don't freak out or whatever. Uh, so, our next comedian is gonna be Connor Doherty, and then it's gonna be Roman Leo, and then it's gonna be Eric Krasner. All right! Your next comedian, uh, a, a tall man and a lovely human being and a stalwart here at Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together, everyone, for Connor Doherty. Yeah. Do you guys know each other, or was that just like a glasses, beardy dude sup across the room? You do know him? So, so it was like primarily a glasses... I don't know you, I guess. Hi, I'm Adam. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> this is going... So what happens during my sets? <laughs> it just turns into a class discussion. If this was like, if I was a TA, I would be killing it. But get everybody to participate. I just didn't, I didn't know him. I'm, I don't know. I just, I don't know. No. Uh, okay. So speaking of class discussion and crying, I'm tying it all together. I remembered this time in college when I was, I was like, A, I was a mess and I was, B, I was like, why am I in college? But it was, I was taking this English literature class and for some reason we had to watch Million Dollar Baby. And I had skipped the showing of it. And so I had to go to the discussion section where it was going to be very obvious that I hadn't watched the movie. So I woke up very early at like 5 in the morning to watch this movie. It was still dark out. And I just started crying while watching this movie. But not at the end where it's like sad because she dies, right? You guys have seen it, right? It's 2016. I don't know. <laughs> That like it was like probably also partially just related to the fact that this was 2013, so it was like in the era where every time Clint Eastwood says something, 
I have to imagine him saying it to an empty chair as well. So maybe it was less mental health and more just career suicide. But anyway, the part I was crying out was just when Hillary Swank was beating the shit out of some lady. I think it was supposed to be inspiring, but I couldn't deal with it at 5.30. The class got canceled. This has been good. Oh man. Um I feel like I, I feel like I had a plan three minutes ago. It's gone now. Yeah. Um okay. I've shut up. <laughs> What's your deal? I'm trying Sorry, it's happy hour. We're all so happy. Yay! Your next comedian, uh, he's wearing a Primus shirt, and they suck. Uh, but he won't suck. Thank you for knowing what that meant. Uh, we know he doesn't suck, you guys. Uh, big favorite in San Francisco, up at the punchline all the time. Put your hands together for Roman Leo! Thank you. Didn't know that they were back there, you guys. There's people looking at me through the glass. It's hella creepy. I'd rather just be looked at up here by you guys. Um, so I think Trump ruined the Republican brand the same in the same way that Charles Manson ruined the forehead swastika tattoo. <laughs> I think that's like a. It's like a. You could take that. You, you could be into that either side of the. It's like bipartisan, you know? <laughs> um, anyway, some guy came up to me today uh, on BART, and, and he, he had a beard, and he wanted to talk to me about my beard. And uh, I was like, I would rather shave my beard than talk to you. <laughs> you know? I don't have five minutes for dandruff and coconut oil. <laughs> I'm on BART right now. <laughs> um, I think global warming is uh, solvable, or I thought so, until I can, y you consider how many years did it take us to put two wheels on a suitcase? <laughs> and then how many more years did it take us to figure out how to put four wheels on a suitcase? <laughs> uh, relationships are fun if you like boredom and some occasional yelling. Right. I, once I told my mother I was suicidal, and she said, "Prove it." Uh. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I thought I had. Oh yeah, yeah. My friend. The reason I brought that one up is because my friend Jason called me, and he was like, "I think my girlfriend finally gets me." And I was like, "Doesn't that mean it's over? Isn't that how relationships <laughs> work, you guys?" Um, my girlfriend. Uh, she said that there's some um, some woman that. Uh, as friends with her ex-husband that won't like 
talk to her or look at her and, and as a result she's a cunt and I was like she won't talk to you or look at you isn't that the best kind of cunt <laughs> my mother uh, fell asleep during Star Wars and then she fell asleep during Retur uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi and I was thinking like maybe my mom doesn't like Star Wars uh, and then I found out she has an MS and she doesn't like Star Wars. <laughs> it took us to the sixth movie to get the diagnosis. Come in. Um, let's see. That's cool. Comedians waving at each other. <laughs> maybe, maybe the comedy scene isn't so bad after all. <laughs> right? We love our open mics. They're toxic. They're... They're awful. It's just mostly, you know, like the rape jokes and the and the um, racism and the puns. Hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, fuck. There's this thing, this this uh, weird misogynist dichotomy that some guys are boob guys and some guys are butt guys. And I, I just don't get it. I mean, do like people, do they like look at a woman with large breasts and they're like, oh my God, she could feed an entire basketball team of breast milk pervs, you know? <laughs> like, oh, that ass, it doesn't even give milk. Is that what they're... <laughs> I don't know. This isn't the most effective way to do comedy, but you know. <sighs> um, I don't know, what's... Uh, What's your middle name, Pam? Mm. Hmm. You don't look like a land. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Roman Leo! Everybody telling us the truth about stuff and things. Yay! All right, uh, your next comedian, a very funny man, uh, looks just like Adam Rubenfeld, I guess. Uh, put your hands together, everybody. It's Eric Krasner! Yay! I'm going to report this to the ADL. <laughs> um, I know how to program, and like now apparently that means I'm an asshole, because... That now there's a lot of money in programming and like a lot of happy, beautiful people are doing it. And it's like, man, I learned in the 90s, you know? It wasn't cool then. <laughs> Computers chose me. Uh, why didn't they teach other apes sign language? Right? Like they only ever taught one ape sign language? <laughs> Don't the other ones have shit to say? You know who could have used sign language? Harambe. Aww. They should teach every animal how to say don't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much every animal in the world because they're all in the line of fire. Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's a fucking, don't get too offended. It's a fucking ape. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm like, first of all, this bit is pro-ape rights. <laughs> Second of all, it's still not a fucking person. <laughs> so, uh, I guess that's all just various signs that that bit needs more work. <laughs> or is not good. <laughs> it's my 
That's my that's my I can't reproduce it now. <laughs> it was so cool when it happened <laughs> now. Okay. <laughs> They're selling butter lettuce that's still alive. Like they sell it in those like plastic cases where it still has the roots on it. Like, man, I'm just trying to eat a salad. Don't make me kill something. <laughs> hey, this lettuce is <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> It's an open mic. <laughs> it's not a fucking closed mic. If you were, if you were paying me money, you'd hear some different shit. I was, you know, you want to give me some money? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're gonna talk about lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> this lettuce is full of fucking fiber and vitamin A. But can I watch it die? <laughs> like, makes me think of like some kid like. Uh, Papa, Papa, don't make me kill Trevor. <laughs> now, son, I told you not to name him. <laughs> Papa, no! Papa, I love Trevor. Papa, please, please. Son, is you a man or ain't you? did it, Papa. <laughs> I did it. That's a good boy. <laughs> Go get the Thousand Island. <laughs> Thank you. Um, anyway, dicks out for Harambe. I've been Eric Krasner. Good night. <laughs> kill lettuces i can't afford that live lettuce are you fucking kidding me that's crazy shit all right your next comedian she's on the showcase which is coming up at eight o'clock she's single but she's gonna do quick four minutes for you right now put your hands together everybody it's brooke heineken Um, well, I wanted to talk about something tonight, but I don't know if it's really going to resonate with this mostly male audience. Uh, I guess I don't know what I expected, though. Um, so I'm very excited that feminism is now, like, in vogue, basically. Yeah, are we all excited about that? I'm looking at you, so you're going to clap. Uh, um, it's, like, become very cool now to be a feminist. You guys see a lot of celebrities sort of coming out as feminists. Um, but something I've noticed amongst my friends is that they're very happy to, like, loudly proclaim that they're feminists and particularly support their friends who are women who are dumber and uglier than they are. And that is it. Like, you'll see, I see a lot of my friends posting and tweeting pictures of their friends when they look worse than the original poster in photo or, like... Like, they're very proud to support each other's accomplishments. I saw a friend of mine tweeted yesterday, like, I'm so proud of my friend who is joining my law firm as a secretary where I am a paralegal. <laughs> Just like, that doesn't make her look good. Um, that was all I had, had time to pull up on my phone. I felt kind of bad. Uh, I am excited to be on the show. Is anyone else in the room on the showcase tonight? Jeff Dean was, but he disappeared. We're not being whored out on the showcase, are we? It's an option. Uh, oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Boo, but thank you, I think. Uh, feminism. Feminism. Um, um, 
Shit, okay, let me dig out two seconds, seeing what I want to talk about. Um, I'm still very angry about this stamp thing. Can I do another stamp rant? Will people be supportive of that? Okay. I recognize that I don't like some look like someone who should have strong opinions on the U.S. postal system. I look like someone who should have strong opinions on adult coloring books. <laughs> but I'm very upset about the fact that the Postal Service was required to prepay all of their retirement benefits because basically there's no other uh, government branch that has... Uh, their financials completely tied up in Congress and has absolutely no control, but they're expected to make all of their own revenue. Okay, this is very quickly becoming not funny. Uh, I'm going to rewrite the stamp bit. I've been Brooke Heineken. Thank you. Brooke, stamp collecting has never been cool. Yay! All right. Well, I don't know collecting, sending. I don't... I mean, the only thing I get in the mail is... Junk. <laughs> I think. Right, which is so sad. Uh, I wish that people would send letters and I wouldn't get bills in the mail anymore. Your next comedian knows what bills are like because he lives in Danville and I'm sure that his PG&E bill is bigger than um, th- what my rent is. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Adam Rubenfeld. Hi. I feel bad. Did Connor Doherty leave? I wanted to like cede some time to him because I felt... I'm Jewish, so I feel a lot of guilt about, like, sucking the air out of whatever he was doing. I was just smiling to a beard bro, and then it turned into a disaster. So, yay! Uh, so I was, uh, I was recently on a uh, roast of uh, Trump and Clinton, which is a really fun thing that I got a chance to do. And I was wondering about Trump jokes. Like, are they, are they going to be done? Are they done already? Do we still like Trump jokes? Yeah. I'm actually wondering... Can, <laughs> The more important question is, can we still make Trump jokes on November 9th? Because I have something to do on November 9th. I'm going to feel bad if that's my strongest material and I'm not allowed to do it. It's kind of like if the milk is one day expired, you can still put it on cereal, right? It's like one day. Like it's not like you smell, it's like it's going bad, but you can still get like you can get a chuckle instead of a chortle. Wait, is that a Pokemon or a thing that people do with their mouths? I, I actually forgot. Um, my worst fear is that I'm going to make a joke about Trump. Here's a joke about Trump. Trump wrote the book, The Art of the Deal. It was very popular about how to get ahead in business. Now, uh, wait, no, I said get ahead, not get head, right? That was Freudian. All right. Now, um, he wrote a follow-up book. It was less popular. It was called The Art of the Feel. It was, uh, it was... It played big in Missouri. No, uh, he had a signature uh, session. Only had to sign two books, one for Brock Turner and one for a man who only wanted to be identified as Dr. Huxtable. (laughs) So I'm wondering if I tell that joke on November 9th. See, it's already dimming. (laughs) The light is going out on that joke. Uh, I was wondering if I tell that joke on November 9th and just all of a sudden a drone comes in the door and hits me with a sleep dart. And then I wake up strapped to a chair, and I look up, and there's, like, Chris Christie and uh, what was that other fucking guy who uh, maybe the uh, San Francisco serial killer? Who's the other guy that we all hate? Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, that's the one. Chris Christie and Ted Cruz at the foot of the bed saying, Google gobble one of us, and they have, like, this spray tan, and, like, their hair's dyed yellow. And I look down, and, like, someone has uh, replaced my hands and penis with that of an 8-year-old. Uh, one of those would be an upgrade. I'm not going to say which. 
but yeah, no, like have that, and then I'll, I'll, uh, everyone's just going to be Trumpified. Like it's going to be this some sort of like dictatorship that we're not going to be allowed. But we're all hoping he doesn't win, right? All of us here. I mean, this is San Francisco. That's one of those things. Oh no. Personally, I want it to be like, I want the election to be like. Uh, um, the romantic movie where the election is about to get on a plane and all of a sudden Bernie Sanders comes running through like the metal detector and all that. And it's like, I'm just kidding. I loved you the whole time. And then we just uh, let him go in. That would have been great. Yeah, no, I feel good about that. I also, I want to tell you a little bit about uh, something randomly that I was thinking about while I was running over here. I was like, I don't want to be late. I don't want to be late because I came from BART and I did more exercise. That's why I'm sweaty. If you can't see, uh, I look like, well, apparently I look like Eric Krasner. Uh, apparently I also look like a, uh, um, like Kevin Smith if he went on a slim fast diet and then went off that slim fast diet, but you caught him like halfway back to the original size. Like, that's, that's me. So I'm walking and sweating, and I'm listening to Bitch by Rolling Stones. And I'm like, more than like, now. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm pumped. And then all of a sudden, it switches over to Cat Stevens. So I'm like, I'm being followed by a moon. It would have been really weird. They would have thought that I was just completely psycho, the person walking behind me. It was like, mm, angry, and then just start skipping and feeling good. Yeah, I'm going to end on that. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Not afraid to skip for comedy. Yes. All right, your next comedian, new guy here at the happy hour at Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together, everybody, for Gary B. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is the first time I've done this sober, so uh, thank you. All right, that's my first joke. Um, <laughs> All right, here I am. Yeah, a lot of people tell me that I uh, remind them of Sammy Davis Jr. I think that's kind of funny. I don't even look Jewish. Uh, rim shot, please. All right. Um, what's, uh, what's going on these days? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, I was like uh, having sex with my girlfriend last night. She's like, don't come in me, don't come in me. And I'm like, ah, oh, mom, come on. Said, yeah, I know, hacky, sorry, all right. Bring the show down. Um, but whoever comes up next is gonna look great after me, huh? All right, uh, is it okay to work this way? Is, yeah, all right, yeah, it's, it's my reputation. Uh, thanks. Um, Anyway, yeah, like, uh, it's the first time I've done this sober. I used to really like to party, and I would get really drunk. I remember the last time I was, like, just so sloppy, and I just remember I was home, and I was, like, I just started blowing chunks in the living room and then blowing chunks in the bathroom. It's fucking insane. You got to know my dog's name is Chunks. Anyway. All right, okay, I'll spare you. Thank you. Have a good night, everyone. All right. That's amazing. That's awesome. We are supportive here. Uh, your next comedian also knew uh, he's sporting a top knot, which means he is way more self-confident than any of the rest of us. Put your hands together. It's Mark Dittner. Yeah. Uh, give it a, one more time for, for Gary, everybody. Gary. Yay. 
none of that, none of that booing, no heckling, Gary, um, of yourself. I, uh, self, um, I, I was, I was getting ready to do a bunch of self-deprecating stuff, and then you, and uh, so, so you, so you warmed it up for me. That's good. Um, I was gonna say, uh, don't, don't bomb, don't bomb, don't bomb. Woo! Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> um, no, yeah, like I, uh, but I, I get le less nervous because this is not my first time here, Pam. I, I, uh, it's been, it's been a year though, or so. But I, I've been here, been here a few times, and uh, so you come up here a, a, enough times, and then it's like, and you bomb enough times, and then you just get less nervous because you're like, oh yeah, I just bombed, and you know, fucking do it again. And but that's not, that's the kind of inconsiderate though, right? Like I'm just, oh, I just, I'll just keep bombing until I'm like immune to the shitty feeling of bombing. <laughs> but like, you know. And and I and I'll be that way on dates too. Like I, I'm just shitty on dates. Like just awkward. Just oh I, no, I just don't think I'll say that and let the awkward silence linger and continue. And like it's just bad date after bad date. But it's like you've had so many of them that you don't care anymore. And then you're a little bit you know easy to be around. But it's like man, I, you know to be that. Um, anyway, there's there's the self-deprecating. It gets a little too self-deprecating. Like, oh, it's inconsiderate to be this much of a fucking drag. That's that's my that's my that's where I'm at. It's it's inconsiderate to be this much of a drag. I, I'm sorry to my friends. Um, but <laughs> I actually I actually teach high school, so they you know imagine how my fucking students feel. And a moment of silence for them. <laughs> and and uh, I actually at some point I was trying to tell them the meaning of the word self-deprecate. Like I was. But I couldn't, uh, we, like I give them a whole little like spiel about confidence and arrogance and humility, like these are all like vocab, but they're all vocab words. So I'm, like, I'm like a Sunday school teacher on, on like, I'm like a, what do you call it, like a sub, like subterfuge Sunday school teacher, like they don't know I'm moralizing to them because I pretend I'm just giving them vocab words, but really I am. <laughs> but yeah, self-deprecate was like the one in the, in the, like, in the spiel that they didn't get that at all. They're like self like, because I, I, I didn't get it. I'm like, well, do you say self-deprecate? Like, do we do we do people say that? Do you ever or do you say self-dep? Does anybody? Yeah. Really? So, uh, <laughs> do you say self-deprecatory? Does do people say that? No. Self-deprecatory. How many syllables is that? All right, so, well, fuck. See, that's a good way to come back from, you know, feeling shitty about yourself, because you're like, oh, you know, I suck, I'm being self-deprecatory. Then you're like, shit, I just said a word that has six syllables in it. Check me out. I want to stay up here and, and say one other. Um, you know, I, I have a whole bunch of uh, a bits, um, somewhat, and a year ago... <laughs> A year, I, I don't know. Um, a year ago, though, I didn't even like when I came here. I would record myself talking, but I had this old shitty phone that wasn't even hooked up, and um, and so like all the bits that I would record, they, like they didn't have titles or anything like that. Um, and uh, and now they do. It's like I got I got a smartphone, and that's how it like made my life better. Is like I can see the name of the bits that I can do, so I, like I have them, but I don't ever. Um, but yeah, it, and so before I had a flip phone and I had the piece of shit um, phone that, like an earlier version of this that didn't work or that didn't like show me the title of the random bits that I recorded. And uh, and when I, as soon as I got rid of the flip phone and I got this, I was like, 
I mean, toward the end of the flip phone era of my life, which was like a year, like I went back to the flip phone, I was like, man, I haven't gotten laid in like a year. And, and then when I got this phone, I was like, holy shit, I think I'm gonna get laid again. Like, it's gonna happen again for me. And uh, so, and although it's weird though that I didn't totally get the lesson because I put this weird ass cover on it. Like, how much better would I be doing if I didn't have a purple flowers on my cover? Anyway, my name is Mark Dittmer. Thanks, guys. Mark Dittmer, move to a smartphone. Yay! I still have a dumb phone. Yay! And all the little children I hang out with go, Nanny Pammy, if you were a real person and you got a real phone. Would you get this Musical.ly app? And I'm like, no. No one wants to watch a 42-year-old woman lip sync to anything, unless I'm showing a little nipple. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you've got 72 followers, and you didn't even take your top off? I know you're a 10-year-old, but seriously? Just lip syncing into a thing. Okay. People will watch anything these days. Your next comedian is still wearing tie-dye, which says something about the world or him. Put your hands together, everybody, for Hector Hernandez. Yay! This one? This one works. Cool. Um, I'm wearing tie-dye. I'm not a fucking hippie. Just, just a fucking guy. Just, just wearing a shirt. Doesn't mean anything. My boss came up to me one day, and he's like, hey, you're a hippie. I was like, give me a f- my fucking check, man. What the fuck is your problem? We're in a sandwich shop. I don't know if you could tell by how fucking disillusioned. <laughs> yeah, but we're in a sandwich shop. This lady uh, was in my store. Um, she was by herself. She was by herself. She was by herself because there was nobody else in the store. Uh, and I come up to her and I was like, hey, is there anything I could do for you? And it turns out she's homeless. You can't tell the difference between people nowadays in this fucking city, <laughs> whether they're homeless or not. And um, she says to me, she's like, she's like, look, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just, I'm really hungry and I don't have any money. And so I run to the back in the kitchen and I grab a sandwich and I give it to her. And uh, it's raining, so I tell her to eat it inside, but don't steal anything. Don't fucking steal anything. I just gave you a sandwich. Fucking homeless. Uh, <laughs> so she's, um, she's eating her sandwich. I, go, I get back to work because I'm getting ready to close. And I don't see her for like an hour because I'm getting ready to close. Um, and I just think she's gone. And out of nowhere, I see her come out of the bathroom. She, um, she like washed herself up. Which is weird, though, because there's no sink in that bathroom, so I don't know how. <laughs> I don't. Uh, and she comes out, and, uh, and I was like, hey, you know, I was like, you ate your sandwich already, and I know it's raining, but you got to go, because I really think you're stealing shit now. And not that I care. It's just like, if someone's going to steal, it's going to be me. And... Uh, <laughs> and... Um, as I'm telling her to leave, she's, she's kind of like walking away and I'm walking into the back, right? It's like a swinging door. And she says, hey, thank you for the sandwich. And also, do you fuck prostitutes? Um, and before I could run back out and tell her yes, <laughs> I do. Do you accept sandwiches? <laughs> she, um, she's gone. She's gone. And I thought to myself, I was like, oh, you know, I should go on Craigslist immediately and look for misconnections. Uh, but I don't think that's what whores use. I think they use Backpage. 
that guy fucks prostitutes. <laughs> I've, never, I've never actually had sex with a prostitute, but I have proposed a couple times uh, in, in a casino. Something about casinos, something about hotels slash casinos, all those fucking feathers everywhere just brings out the softy in me. Something about a comped $80 room really makes me want to fuck you for the rest of my life. Uh, <laughs> honk, honk. Um, so yeah, so I proposed a couple times. I proposed twice in one night. I was that shit-faced. Uh, both times, she said no. Uh, the second time was actually a blackjack dealer, though. All right, cool. All right, my name's Hector Hernandez. Thank you very much. Legalized prostitution, yay, yay. It'll make, it'll give us tax revenue. Everyone will be so much safer and more happy. Happy, yeah, happy is good. Uh, your next comedian blew my mind today because I don't know how Chucky e. Cheese let you in to molest their characters like that. He had a great, great video that was released today about being like a health inspector at a Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know if you've ever had their pizza, but it is cardboard with like fake cheese on it. And, uh, but it was great. He like, I have no idea how they let you do that. The children are like walking up, looking dismayed, and he's putting caution tape. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Go look at his video. Everybody put your hands together. It's Ashton Tate. <laughs> Roman was there too, Roman was there. Uh, the key is they don't let you do that. That's, <laughs> you just do it. Um, but any anyway, Chuck E. Cheese aside, I was, uh, I realized that um, parents, like our parents make everything uncool. I don't know, I, I think it's weird, you know, like just things like seeing a girl and asking her out and not being online, you know, stuff like that. Or just the idea that maybe self-reliance comes without the government or just like condoms, you know? It's like, come on guys, get with the times, SCDs are in. And uh, another thing <laughs> is that like uh, my dad, he does this thing where, uh, some of you guys may text where your friends are in the room, but my dad does the uh, voice text. When we're we're in when we're in the room, and it's with his uh, it's with his girlfriend, and uh, it's just weird to like hear your parents having sex, but also hear like what leads to that. It's, it's I, I've never, you know, and he's he's very. If you're older, you want to text grammatically correct, right? So his voice to text are very grammatically correct. It's like, hey, babe, period. Um, I'm just hanging with the boys, comma. Hope to see you tonight exclamation point, hope you're not too tired, semicolon, <laughs> parentheses. I don't, I don't know what the name of the parentheses is. Okay, okay, I'll look that up later. But th I think there are two different names for parentheses. You can't just call both the same thing, you know? That's, it's 2016, you can't just, you know, make assumptions about, that's where we're at now, we can't do that. Um, anyways, so he was, he was texting me that. Uh, my dad, he, growing up, he would teach me things like, uh, he used to teach me how to, uh, work on his car in the garage. And as an adult now, I'm realizing he was just teaching me how to avoid my mom. <laughs> it was, it was, it was good. But I was thinking recently about who would I rather sit down and have a beer with, a president who's a Republican or a Democrat? And I realized probably a Democrat because they'd make someone else pay for it. Uh -huh. That's, yeah. 
And they don't ask for your IDs, especially if you're voting. That's cool, too. <laughs> and uh, Or your green card, because it's San Francisco. Come on, we're just having fun. This is, uh, this is cool. Um, but... Man, some of my, I know it's a religious thing that you take off your, uh, some people believe in like the religion where they ask you to take off your shoes in their house, but I don't know what religion my friends have because they're, they're not religious yet. They like still ask me to do that. And I think it's to make me think that their room's cleaner than it is. It's like, hey, take off your shoes because I want the allure that I vacuum. And uh, yeah, okay. Hitting it hard on those, those people who believe in that stuff, but uh I realized, did you guys know that uh, you're, it's, you're more likely to enjoy Valentine's Day if you're overweight? Did you guys know that? Uh, it's because it's easier to hide flowers behind your back. It's, it's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, you know, you could, okay, <laughs> yeah, you could surprise me with anything. Uh, also, yeah, all right. Not, but uh, they also, I mean, you you look way better in a Hawaiian shirt than I do, right? I think that's like one advantage over. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, you know, I think that's why they get married at the beach so much. It's, uh, it looks good. Looks good. Okay. Yeah, fat, fat people. Fat people get married at the beach sometimes. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I think uh, it's kind of related, but I think it's weird that, like, people never see Jesus in food that's not fried, you know? It's like, what does it take to see Jesus in a salad? When's that going to happen? All right, thank you so much. My name's Ashton. Have a good night. Ashton Tate. Uh, actually, I think the most common place to see Jesus is toast, which is not fried, but sort of baked. But still, you put butter on it after, so it's hard to, it's hard to understand. Uh, we have one just to semantics. I'm really into semantics. Like, I was an English major, so I'm like, it's really, context is important. Your next comedian, uh, she's a lovely human being. She's our last comedian of the night, and I'm so excited that she's here every time she comes. Always brings new stuff and uh, really just a lovely human being. Put your hands together for Madison D. I'm going to say it because I have all new stuff, and somehow that's related in my head. Um, I have a lot of new stuff because I just get bored of the other stuff, and I'm too lazy to like work on it. It's not actually a good thing. Um, how many girls are in here? Oh, well, there's like three times as many as there were when I came in here, so maybe this joke will go better. <laughs> I was just going to bomb. That was my plan. And it might still happen. Um, do you guys worry a lot about like rape culture and rapists? Everybody? Anybody? No? I think dudes should worry about it a lot more because like, they're basically cock-blocking you. You get that, right? Like, <laughs> they are ruining your sex life. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I am really proud of myself because today I bought toilet paper before I ran out. So at no point did I have to use napkins that I stole from the restaurant under my apartment. You can say congratulations. This is, I'm an adult, yeah, that's what that means. <laughs> 
I am a fa okay, so my background is in science, not English, so I don't care about semantics. But um, it means I really like to experiment, so I run like a lot of experiments on myself even. Uh, like, I, I had a rash at one point, and I like circled it, and then treated each part with like a different kind of rash cream, and like left a control, and like had like wanted to see which one worked best. None of them worked; it didn't help. Or like, you know, I'll see like how people interact with me when I have different hair colors. Or like, you know, <laughs> for a while I had like giant tits and now I have like normal sized tits and it's, the difference is amazing. <laughs> I like people so much better now. <laughs> um, but it got me thinking like it's really, it's really fucked up that it's illegal to experiment on your own children. <laughs> like, what the hell? They're yours, first of all. Second of all, you can really do whatever you want to them. It's only when you start writing it down and trying to learn something that people get upset. <laughs> like, that seems counterintuitive to me. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Growing up, I, I had a weird childhood. I don't know if my personality makes that clear. but like, So I wasn't allowed to watch TV until I was like 12. Yeah. Um, so I read a lot. But... I didn't realize that my parents were like putting their own restrictions on themselves because I never saw them drink. So I was about 20 when I realized that like adults had fun lives. <laughs> I was like, oh, it doesn't look horrible and boring. <laughs> so promising. Um, oh, this one's kind of old. So I'm a white girl, just for the... <laughs> That was on the radio, just so you can know. <laughs> and, like, I mean, obviously there are disadvantages, like, you know, the pay gap and rapists and all whatever. We'll move past that. But there are advantages. Like, if I look pathetic for long enough, someone will come over and solve my problems. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> or at least try to. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to, like, you know, be more independent and get shit done on my own. I promise myself... When I turned 25, I would stop crying when I got pulled over. <laughs> I was like, you need to figure out like an adult way to deal with this. Uh, I've just stopped driving. It's <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> and you should be thankful because I have 14 verbal warnings. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a shit driver. <laughs> I hate doing it, so it's just like, oh, let's be done with this. Um, but I think it's like the like white girl privilege is something that a lot of groups are overlooking. Like. ISIS, for example, if they hired me, <laughs> we could dominate. <laughs> um, imagine me with like a clipboard. I could just walk up to a school bus and say, um, actually, there, there's been an address change. You need to come to my bunker. <laughs> and they would. That's it. Now I have a school bus full of children. <laughs> and I still have no end to this joke because it's too dark. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm done. Thanks. She can experiment on them because they're hers now. There's the end of your joke. You already wrote it. It's a callback to, yeah, Madison D. Yay. 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 Thank
thank you guys all for being here for happy hour. Everybody turn around and give big thanks to Paul Brumba. His first time on oh, the ones and twos. Thanks, guys. Did it like a champion. Uh, you guys can start listening to his new show here on Sundays at noon. Uh, it is... The Edge of Insanity. The Edge of Insanity. It always has been and it always will be. The Edge of Insanity. He made... He wanted me to be on a Sibian once. He wanted me <laughs> in his live radio show. He was like, I'm going to put you on this sex machine and then someone else your boyfriend can run it he can run the sex I'm like <laughs> I'm not gonna get on a sex machine in front of four dudes it's because you were still doing the show with um, the black guy what's his what's his name uh, Daca Diego there it there we go yeah. and I was like I can't I'm too scared uh, but everybody listen to his new show coming up also kitten clap it up for her yeah. also took she was heckled by a comedian and just dealt with it with the greatest aplomb so I can't wait to listen to their new show thank you guys so much stick around for our next show it's uh uh all the single ladies all the single there's only two of them uh but and dudes because there's seven single dudes on this uh so there i asked for all the single people and they were all dudes surprise comedians uh thanks so much for being here on happy hour bye-bye of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. 
From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment 
We're in both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can